one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, DAD, and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, all right. I am good. I'm a little bit sleepy, but I've just necked an energy drink, so, <laughs> so I should be all right, hopefully. When, when you say you've necked an energy drink, mm-hmm. by what do you mean? I've had one over the last 20 or so minutes. Okay. Was so it a what? What kind was it? It was a. Sorry, apologies. All right. Sorry, my laptop's very loud. Uh, it was a monster, a mango loco specifically. Those are big old flavor. cans as well. Oh yeah, big can, uh, and uh, it's the best flavor. Mm-hmm. We even had uh, in my uh, friend's uh, WhatsApp group chat that we have, uh, one of my friends did a review of another energy drink flavor today because that's just a thing that we do. Uh, and uh, she came in and, and and had a relentless, and we all were like, <laughs> <laughs> "What are you doing?" She's like, "But it's peach flavor." Like, don't care. It's relentless. You traitor. Um, so so you, yeah. your team monster all the way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. We never have a Red Bull. No. Well, not never. Yeah. Just, well, if, like, if, if had, there's no monster available. If you, you know? if you had a Twitch channel that got like yeah. a Red Bull sponsorship. <laughs> That'd be fine. <laughs> would you still I, drink Monster in secret I, I, though? I, yes, absolutely, yeah. On screen, always drink Red Bull while <laughs> sipping a monster on the side. With cap with Red Bull on it. <laughs> exactly. Mmm, <laughs> I love this delicious Red Bull right here. Spit out behind you in a spittoon. Oh, gross. <laughs> Um, so uh, if anyone hasn't seen the channel update video that we posted yesterday because you are solely podcast listeners Mm. um, just to give you a slight update first of all thank you to everyone who gave me some uh, very nice feedback wonderful really heartfelt feedback uh, to the changes that we are making Um, but just to give you over them if you didn't see the video uh, NXT review is no more this this week's episode is the last one of those Mm -hmm. as is Team Danuk we are saying goodbye to the Thunderdome era of the WrestleTalk podcast channel so no podcast, barring natural disasters or train strikes or things like that, should be recorded remotely from now on. We'll be doing them here in studio, in person, which is the way we always used to do the channel. That's the way that we like doing it. Yes. Yeah. It just it makes better stuff. The sound quality is always better. Like, if you're watching the video version, it looks nicer. I always think that the 
the bit that people don't realize as well is your ability to bounce off the other person is so much better when you're in person and that for me just drastically improves it any is, bit of content that we do it is amazing how much like a two second delay can affect how a show runs and Absolutely. how like a conversation flows like it is yeah. it's, it's really really bizarre but like i think yeah doing it in person is the way we want to be doing this so we're going to be saying goodbye to the nxt review saying goodbye to the team danuk in its place though we're, for team danuk will be a brand new show on a friday that uh you uh myself and tempest will be recording mm -hmm. now i i said the name on the channel update yesterday the blackpool content club mm -hmm. and said that we think it's a great name yeah it was your idea yeah oh full credit to you mm -hmm. well might have been well me me and Tempest came up with the idea of Blackpool Content Club, and I think Tempest is the one that said to me, wait, if there's going to be three of us on this show, and then I was like almost finishing the thought, being like, oh, Blackpool Content Club, come and said it at the same time. So then we were like, then we, I pitched that to you. Yeah, which Ollie thinks is stupid. Yeah. Andy thinks is the worst name he's ever heard. Mm -hmm. uh, however, going by the comments yesterday, everyone loves it. Yeah. And, th okay, the thing is, right, I'm not even saying that we should name the, the video... Show. Blackpool Content Club. But it's like, you know, how we're LIW or you have the Ollie Thory or whatever. We can be the Blackpool Content Club. Like, that's just a thing. I right? like it. Yeah. It makes sense to and me. And people are like, well, you're not from Blackpool. I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> it's a wrestling pun. It's not that si not that deep, is it? Someone Jeez. said, like, in three years' time, that faction won't be together anymore. And yeah. I was like, and? and <laughs> the, authority, the authority weren't a faction when Ollie exactly. said, called them the, yeah, the Ollie Thority. Many uh, so we're going to be doing that on a Friday instead, uh, and, and actually, you parodied off Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's been relevant to the rest of the world since 2001. Then we did main event WrestleMania this year. Well, yeah, so, but he know. had. I'd already dropped the gimmick by that it's point. That's true. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be uh, recorded on Wednesday and released on a Friday. Yes. So we'll have the pitfalls of like news breaking on Thursdays and Fridays, which I'm already worried about. But Ollie seems insistent that it will be fine. It will be fine. Like if we if we just set the precedent that, you know, well, I'll, I'll be talking about next week. That's fine. And then we'll miss the breaking news for the next week. It's fine. It doesn't matter. If we always miss the breaking news, then we never miss the breaking news. That's how it works. I like the way you think. Mm -hmm. can't, can't, be, can't be behind the news <laughs> if you're not focused on the news. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're going to do that. Also, I think for some podcast listeners who don't like the Ultra Chats uh, mm -hmm. being read out, it's a purely discussion thing. There'll be mm -hmm. no live interaction, so it'll just be the three of us. Yes, uh, I'm really excited for that. Me too. Really, I, really looking forward to it. I think we don't really do like a three-person roundtable discussion type piece of content, and I think that will make it drastically different than a, than a two-person one. Yeah, no, I'm really, really looking forward to doing that. So that's going to be starting second week of August, mm. um, but the other two shows are ending this week, the final episode, so the final Team Danuk uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that we will be removing for you podcast listeners, those pertinent, are these discussion bits. Mm. Um, these have always been a sort of like a contentious part of the podcast anyway. There are some people who are just like, man, the 10 minutes of Waffle at the Start is thoroughly irritating, and people are like, 10 minutes of Waffle at the Start is the best bit of the show. Mm -hmm. um, but we feel they're not really adding anything to the show anymore, so we're going to be ditching them. However, they will be available. Uh, we're going to be doing like a longer form version of them over on patreon.com forward slash talk for, for all backers. That will be basically what this is. So kind of like just discussing what our month's uh, lives have been like, sharing any funny anecdotes, but also, crucially, sharing behind-the-scenes stories of talk and like mm -hmm. the inner workings of the office, how certain... Like, you know, we can talk about you and Tempest having to record... That Vince McMahon mm -hmm. retiring story while at a party. Exactly, yeah. Or, yeah, because there's always been so much breaking news in the last couple of months, there's always going to be fun and interesting stories surrounding it. Yeah. Or, you know, just, just anecdotes of how stuff gets put together. It's like it, it's an actual behind-the-scenes podcast, which yes. I'm quite excited for. Yeah, I'm excited for that as well. So, I mean, hey, 
the intros and outros were my bit. They were my baby. They mm. were my the thing I pushed for when me and Oli first started doing this. He yeah. was like, "Well, just load the audio straight up to to the podcast catcher." And I was like, "No, I think we can do something more with that. Like, yeah. we'll have we'll have a theme song. We'll um we'll we'll do these like intros and outro things." And mm-hmm. I, sh- I showed him a few podcasts that do this, and he was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no, I see why." we would add that on because yeah. it's like a, a driver if you're just watching on on youtube you're like oh i'll go to the uh the podcast version i'll listen to a different version of it mm-hmm. um so i yeah i've, I've always sort of been an advocate for them but hey we're not going to be doing them anymore decision's been made and that is fine yeah i honestly like it's nice but i think i would almost prefer it to be like like the behind the scenes podcast that we're doing now. That, that's what I agree with, yeah. yeah. And also, I think like the passion's got to be there for it. Of course. Adam doesn't like doing these things. No. Laurie doesn't like doing them. No. Ollie, I think, is, is done with them. Like, yeah. I think he's, he's over it now. And I enjoy doing them if I have something to talk about. That's it. Whereas sometimes it's me and Tempest being like, so uh what are you doing this weekend yeah, yeah. like what's what's been happening and yeah. it's like i already know what's happening because we talk in the office <laughs> so it's just us repeating conversation we've already had you yeah. Know? So, yeah so yeah so that is the the big channel update uh for you all uh for the podcast listeners anyway if you haven't seen the video version mm. although that video version thank you to the you know, thirty thousand people to have gone to watch it fun fact it's the second most watched video of the month nice so, thanks everyone that's really appreciated yeah didn't exp- I was honestly, I, lo- I loaded it up on uh, Sunday to go live on the Monday. And I was like, all right, cool. This will do like 10,000 views. And really, that's all it needs to do. Mm-hmm. Like those 10,000 people will tell the other 20,000 people that watch these videos and they can just all update each other. Yeah. But no, like majority of our audience checked that. I was like, all right, yeah. cool. It's what a grand. That's, yeah. that's fine by me. Literally, the only way you could have made it better is if you'd have put the headline as like, you know, uh, Russell Talk podcast channel update and on the on the thumbnail you have like goodbye written on it or something like that you know <laughs> just like stuff to make people think that you're quitting YouTube because yeah, people yeah. do that all the time <laughs> on YouTube oh that's a really good idea <laughs> well there you go and, if, and then you can say goodbye to the NXT podcast yeah, you know you could, be, you could spin it that'll be the next uh, channel update that I do <laughs> <laughs> and then just get over to being like psych Pete told me to do this <laughs> Go find him on Twitter, at Pete Quinnell. <laughs> Put the blame on me. Well, double N, double L. Yeah, so that's the thing. Then you should do it. Uh, I reckon if I if I do a Russell Talk News update video, I should have a picture of me on the thumbnail with goodbye on it, because then people will think that I'm leaving. <gasps> you're the leak. You're yeah, leaving. Exactly. Like, Finally. And people will come on out and be like, oh, thank God, Pete's leaving the channel. Amazing. And I'll be like, we're actually saying goodbye to the video essays that we're doing, or whatever. <laughs> goodbye to Ollie doing other videos. <laughs> it's more me, actually. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, let's get into the main show. Talking of contentious titles, mm. um, uh, our, our now most disliked video title that's ever been got up because people Oof. have been very reactionary yeah. to this title. I well, you know, we'll get into the discussion a bit. Mm. Like it's a discussion podcast, everyone. We have discussions here. Let's have a discussion about the Triple H creative era of WWE. Its first episode um, being basically the same as it was two weeks ago. Here is the show. I thought that this was an interesting discussion point. I thought mm-hmm. this would be an interesting topic of conversation. I thought the thumbnail kind of like backed that up a little bit to be like, because I, I, I've kind of been going around a lot and looking at people's reactions to this online. I put up a poll earlier, like after I'd watched the show, because I was trying to gauge what the feeling of this was. I was still like fightful to review of it. And I thought, man, like, I think a lot of people were looking at this show to be like, what's the change? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the differences we're going to see now that it's no longer a Vince McMahon show and it's now a Triple H show? And the answer to those was, 
not really a lot. Mm -hmm. But that also doesn't surprise me because, as I said in the editor review, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm -hmm. Like you, the, these sort of like changes, they were never going to do like a big overnight change. They weren't just going to scrap the SummerSlam Summer Slam card and put a whole brand new thing in place. I don't think anyone was expecting that. But I have found it very interesting that people are looking for things. Like, what are the differences that we have found in here? So I thought that was a very interesting topic of conversation. Apparently, YouTube thought different. <laughs> Because before we went live, it was on like a 30% thumbs up, thumbs down ratio. And usually we try not to go below 95. Yeah. <laughs> I went well below that 95 threshold. Just every slightly. Time, every time we're not only like, it's 88. Like, oh, we've, yeah. we've clearly gone spicy with this yeah. take. <laughs> like, I spoke to you earlier this week because one of our videos went to like 91. And I was like, oh, it's dicey. Yeah, that's a bit much. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I thought it was an interesting topic of conversation because I wanted to ask you, Pete, mm. going into this episode of Raw, bear in mind this is the first episode of the Triple H run creative, what were you, did you have any expectations going in? Uh, I did. My expectations were very low, though. Uh, I expected the vast majority of things to be the same. I was not expecting a refresh, a rebrand. I wasn't expecting a Triple H promo for him to come out and be like, I'm in charge now when this is the new era or anything like that. I wasn't expecting any of that stuff because I think that is unrealistic with SummerSlam this weekend. Uh, but what I was hoping to see from this show was as me and Tempest speak about on our SmackDown reviews all the time, there's so many negative ones on this show. There's so many little things that detract away from WWE's product. And I was hoping to see less of those negative ones. An idea of like, this is the general direction where the creative is going to go, or this is the sort of thing you can expect more of going down the line. Stuff that, you know, like general like pacing of the show, placement of ad breaks, how matches were booked, things like that. Not necessarily changing the matches or the feuds or anything like that, but just like maybe people were a bit more free on promos. Maybe there was something to be like, oh, that's new and different. I haven't seen that in a little while. Just little things make you go like, okay, there's some promise here. There's things that we can expect to see changed. And I'll be honest... I didn't see much of it on this show. No, I, I, I had a similar thing. Like, I, I think in, a, in an idealized world, like you would have had that big, like, this is the reset mm -hmm. episode of, of, of WWE. And yeah. like, this is where things get rejected. And then like, it's not like WWE haven't done that in the past, in the middle of like pay-per-view builds and things like that, where yeah. they've just been like, oh, by the way, this is now what we're doing. Yeah. Like, you know, look at the, uh, when they had the Saudi Arabia thing. They had their Survivor Series plans, then they couldn't get back. They were like, okay, well, now it's an NXT thing. Yeah. Now we're going to just do an NXT invasion. You're just like panic booked. Mm -hmm. Here's an NXT invasion. It was like one of the most exciting episodes of SmackDown they've done in God, years. So good. I think of um, the You Are Now the Authority mm -hmm. episode, yeah. where Vince and everyone came out and were just like, look, we're sorry that Baron Corbin is terrible at his job. <laughs> But we're going to be making some changes around here, and yeah. here are the things that we're going to be changing: the yeah. antiquated, re uh, mm -hmm. you know, automatic rematch, and all of this. Or do you remember the they're coming to WWE when they were just like, "Here are ten NXT stars that we're bringing up." Yeah. Here's Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, Alistair Black and Ricochet, and now just on the main roster. Yeah. And they're going to have showcase matches. That was a reset episode of Raw that mm -hmm. was in the middle of a pay per view build. Yeah. It didn't like alter what that pay per view card was, or like what your top matches in there were, but it was a sign of this is a change. Mm -hmm. We have noticed that something is wrong, so we're going to make a change. And yep. we're going to just actively tell you, the audience, here is a new start. Mm -hmm. And we didn't get that on this show at all. Like, no. you know, a few people have defended the show in some way by saying like, well, you know, the script was already written by the time Triple H was made head of creative. To that, I would say, lol, raw scripts get rewritten 
while the show is on the air. So mm. I don't think we can use that as an excuse. Uh, to play Devil's Avocado on that point in particular... You can play Devil's Avocado. I will play Devil's Avocado on that one. Uh, tearing up scripts and rewriting them last minute is a very Vince thing to do. So if Triple H wants to be different than that, don't tear up the script. So the change is that raw scripts are now set in stone. Exactly. That's the change. <laughs> That's the change. Exactly. <laughs> but it was really interesting listening to the, the Fightful uh, post-show they did of this. You know, this, like, Sean and Denise review the show directly after Raw was finished. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of like chats that were coming and being like, oh, was it just me? Or was the action more harder hitting? Oh, was it just me? Or did the crowd seem more? Oh, was it just me? Mm -hmm. Or did it seem like promos were free? Oh, did it just mean there's less camera cuts? I think what people gen like were watching this show looking for a thing to say, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. That's the change. Yeah. And I don't think many things on the show were different. I still think that the pacing is massively off. Mm -hmm. I think the side of wrestling, like it has always been, is really good because the in-ring stuff is never the issue with WWE. They always do generally have really good matches. It still had a you know a litany of bad finishes. Mm. It had uh, stale scripted promos. It had awkwardly staged backstage segments. Mm -hmm. In fact, really the only difference that I can point at and say that's new is the Mysterio family didn't watch the TV at an angle. <laughs> that is really the only thing I could point to and say, that's different. I'll say there was a couple of things that felt different superficially to say, like, this is different than what they've done in the last few weeks and months. But really, when you think about it, it's not that much of a change. This show opened with a brawl. That's new. That's different. The but show opened and it went, oh, a brawl is starting. But, but, which but, is but, but if the, different. But if the argument is the script was already in place... That's a Vince decision, not a Triple H decision. Precisely. And there's a very good reason why they did that. It's because they didn't want people to uh, hear the crowd booing Logan Paul on his entrance. <laughs> oh, good so, job. That worked. <laughs> yeah. So they wanted to start with a brawl. People being like, hey, a brawl, cheering. See, we like Logan Paul. But then they just brought him out later on the show to get booed. To get booed, which is, yeah, completely undoes the entire intention behind that segment. But that, when you look at it superficially, you go, that's different. But it isn't really. And you look at some other stuff on the show where it's like, you know, you think that maybe the promo's about it. It's like, that's different, but it isn't really. Yeah, I, I get the argument of like, oh man, like Roman's promo felt like... But mm. I've always... Roman's always had that interaction with the crowd. Because Roman's not a pre-programmed robot yeah. that has to adhere to what the crowd are ch chanting. It's like, ignore what the crowd are chanting unless it's the thing we want them to chant, in which mm. case you can then acknowledge it. Roman's always... Because he's just free-flowing. He can do whatever he wants. So Roman going out there and cutting a bit more of a like, I mean, he barely cut a promo. Like he he had a bit of a, a sparring thing with Austin Theory, mm -hmm. but I would have expected Roman to do that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think uh, what was the other bit in the show that I just thought of? It was sorry, checking my checking notes. notes. Uh, oh, of course, it was through the whole show. There was more wrestling on the show. More minutes were dedicated to wrestling, mm. which is something that we have complained about quite a lot, in that yeah. there isn't enough wrestling on WWE programming. And there was something like 73 minutes of wrestling across this three-hour show, which is more than normal. I still don't think it's probably enough over a three-hour show to have an hour and 10 minutes. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's about right. But it's, it's interesting that there is like, you know, that's like 20 more minutes. Mm, than usual. Than usual. Like in some cases, that's 30 more minutes because I think like Liam, um, who's like our, you know, the, the, the website head, mm. said that there was like one episode of Raw recently that had 43 minutes of wrestling and this had 73. That's, that's half an hour's more wrestling. Yeah. And yet when I think back to the show, I can't really tell you where that was. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the if there was going to be 
I don't know if this was a change or not, but potentially one of the changes that Triple H could have done on this show is to just put more time into the wrestling and cut back on a few other bits. So none of the segments actually changed, but the time dedicated to those segments did change because the main event was nearly 20 minutes long. It was 19 minutes and something. And you had like two 12 minute matches throughout the rest of the show as well, which is like, those are good length TV matches. Those mm. are really good. And the main event being nearly 20 minutes, that's good. That's what a main event should be. Absolutely. Uh, those are really good lengths. But Tyler Sex Tape. There you go. Uh, but I don't know if that added up to a significant enough change. That, like, don't get me wrong, that is a positive step. Massive positive. A big positive step. And I'm all for that big thumbs up that you have more wrestling on your show. Uh, but without kind of like the substance to back it up because those matches were good and that's fine but you could have great matches which you're not doing uh yeah so I'm, I'm gonna try and not nitpick too much because i don't want to seem like i'm down on this change of having more wrestling because that's a very good thing and something i've objectively been saying to do for ages uh, so that is definitely a positive change and maybe that is the one thing that people can look at and go that's the difference that's the change that's coming is there's going to be more wrestling. Yeah, I, I think what we can in a couple of months' time, I think is when we can really objectively look back on and see yeah. like you know where what changes have been made to this product. Because like I mean, as I said in my my edited review of this show, Triple H has put on you know the best wrestling cards you know arguably of the last ten or so years. Mm -hmm. His he had the string of NXT takeovers. Those are you know Triple H wrestling cards, Triple H wrestling programs. That was just banger after banger after banger. Legit, all filler, mm -hmm. no, all killer. No, sorry, that's a, that's a WWE show. All killer, no filler. Yeah. Like every single match. Like there's always like that one because you go like, oh, I got one Baron Corbin match, or I was like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, there's one boring match over here. Like one EC3 match that's gonna like bring mm -hmm. things down, right? But for the most part, it was just like, man, these were like the greatest wrestling cards that they've ever put on. I think they're, at the very least, if they're not the best, they're the most consistently great. Absolutely, yeah. And like somebody said in the comments was like, you know, Triple H can not make changes, I think this was in the edited review, so they can't make changes overnight, but like, look what he did with NXT. Like, mm. he, and I, but I, I would push back on that because like Triple H taking over creative of NXT was like 2013, but I would say the peak of NXT was 2015, 2016. So there was a lot of building work mm. that he did to get to that point. And that's what he's going to be doing with Raw here, I think. Now, like None of this was ever going to be done overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. I think we're going to see pieces being put into place over the next few months. Mm -hmm. But I think crucially it's over the next years mm -hmm. that we're really going to see the effect of a Triple H and Stephanie McMahon run WWE. And especially as well, I can't remember who spoke. It might have been Meltzer, I think, speaking on a, a Wrestling Observer Radio or a Wrestling Observer Live or something, that said another one of the reasons why we're not going to see immediate changes and why these changes are going to be kind of drip-fed to us through the next months and years is because they don't want to panic the shareholders. Because if Vince McMahon is retiring, they, they want to let the shareholders know everything's fine we've still got it under control don't worry whereas if they come out and do bang here's this new refresh here's this new thing here's this new thing everyone's gonna wait what's happening to my product vincent man is gone and now it's all terrible again because they don't really the shareholders don't really know or care about what the product is they can see that there's just a lot of change happening and oh no everything's crumbling because vince mcmahon has gone now and he was the main guy of the thing so that was actually a a planned move was to not have too many drastic changes to appease some of the the, the stockholders and the shareholders and stuff to be like everything's okay we're, yeah. we're still fine exactly you don't want to hit that the hard reset exactly yeah the counterpoint to that um is that i think that we're going to see a significant ratings bump mm -hmm. from this episode it's not going to do four million views no like it's not going to get like 
you know, numbers that you were getting three years ago. No. Like, I, I think that if it's a 1.8 show now, they may do over 2 million views for, for this episode. Um, and I think that is off the back of the Vince retiring news. It was mainstream mm. news. Yeah. The, B- the BBC here covered it. Yeah. Not on TV, but on the website. Mm. So, like, I think there will be a significant enough interest that lapsed, the lapsed fan, and I'm not talking about the lapsed fan of 20 years ago. No. I'm talking about the lapsed fan of three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. That stopped watching the WWE product because there was something about it that turned them off and they just did not like what they were, was being presented anymore and they just have moved away from wrestling or whatever. Maybe they were like, well, do you know what? Maybe it was just Vince. Like, I'll go and I'll try and maybe this will be the thing and I'll watch an episode and I like, this will be the thing that gets me back into wrestling and I'll start watching on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. What they saw here was just the exact same thing that made them turn off in the first place. 100%. So there's no, like, you had an opportunity here not saying you had to take this opportunity but you did have the opportunity to show something that there is a change and like you know you mentioned the shareholders thing like it's a panic thing of don't make too many changes you just have to do one yeah exactly. that, 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 that is bigger than the mysterious watching a tv normally yes like doing like you know hey i'm spitballing ideas an nxt call up mm-hmm. or like you know splitting tomaso champa from the miz and making tomaso champa tomaso champa again mm-hmm. just showing something that is like here is something we're going to be doing here is a new star that we're going to be pushing yeah post SummerSlam, here's someone we're going to be putting some focus on mm-hmm. but this was an episode of raw that was exactly the same as every episode of raw in 2022 yeah. production or else mm-hmm. so I do have that concern, and I really hope that people do give the show a chance. Mm. And as because as I say, like I don't think we're going to be getting major different, like major notable differences for another couple of years yet. But I hope that people do stick around because I think that Triple H and Stephanie can write the ship. I really do think they can put on a great weekly wrestling TV show because I've seen Triple H do it in the past with a lot less money. So I really do have the faith that they can. But I think that they had an opportunity here, which they should have taken, which was to have done that one thing mm-hmm. that really could have put, this is my stamp on the creative process. Yeah, which I think might still be coming, but the, you only get one chance of first impressions, right? If people are going to come back for this week's episode, they might have already not tuned in to next week's, you know? I had people message me on Twitter. I mean, you can't you can only say that with a grain of salt, but of people said like, I watched this because I was curious to see. It's the same show. I'm not watching again next week. Yeah. Like, grain of salt, sure. Like, it's just Twitter and whatever. They'll probably, they probably have been watching for the last few weeks and they probably will watch next week anyway and just say they're not watching. Mm-hmm. But there is, you know, there's anecdotal evidence that that could have happened. Like, yeah. I saw Steve from Going In Raw was live tweeting the show. Mm-hmm. Steve doesn't watch Raw live yeah. because it gives him a headache. Yeah. But this was the same. So he might not do it again next week. He might not do it again next week. Maybe yeah. he'll be the one that waits to see when the changes actually come in and see what differences are actually done. Speaking of done, Kevin, Kevin Dunn, uh-huh. that I think will be one of the most understated but most important changes that they can make to this product. Could not agree more. Like, just once Kevin Dunn is gone, and I think at this point it's more of a when than an if. Uh huh, because he's not a Triple H guy. He's not a Triple H guy. Apparently, him and Stephanie McMahon don't get along. Nope. I feel like it's a matter of time before Kevin Dunn goes, but once he does. It will improve the product so much. Just like, like I, oh, yeah. I can't put into words how much it's going to improve. 
Because that was the other thing I saw, you know, people were like, oh man, was it just me or was there less like camera crash than it seems like, no, 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 there was the exact same amount because yeah. it, it makes me nauseous every time I watch the show, like particularly during that Ms. Logan Paul segment, mm. which by the way, woof, what a miss that was. Mm. But yeah, miss that was. <laughs> very, very good. Mm. Uh, so Pete, I mean, it, like some closing thoughts yes. before we get into uh, everyone else's thoughts on this about sort of like the, the, the first impression that we could have had or, or that we did get. Yeah, I, I think this was... This was a slightly less than what I expected, but what I expected and what I wanted were two different things. I think what I expected was a bit of change, an indication, like you said, like an NXT call-up or a name change or a something to be like, don't worry, guys. Triple H, like, winking to the hardcore fans to be like, hey, don't worry, guys. I got, I got this. Just give me a bit and I'll, I'll, rec I'll rectify the wrongs. And also, I don't think that's to say, because I think people may jump on this, NXT call-ups are not just an answer. No, of course it's, not. It's, no, it's, it's, no. It's, a, it's a spitballing idea of a suggestion yes. that could be done. Uh, even like, you know, even if you want to do something as drastic as a Triple H promo, for him to come out and be on screen and be like, hey guys, thank you so much for all the support. In case you guys haven't seen the news, I'm going to be head of creative now. We've got an amazing SummerSlam coming this weekend. And, you know, in the weeks and months coming, we're going to have some great stuff coming soon. That's all you need to say, but it's just a little thing to be like, okay, Triple H is here, and something will be different. Yeah. I don't know what yet, but I'm excited to see what it's going to be. I think that would have given at least a little bit of a hint as to what's to come. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I think that this was, I wasn't expecting, yeah, I, I think Tempest said on the SmackDown review, which is like, you know, a new logo, a new set, new mm -hmm. bumper, new graphics, and they're like, in a great ideal world. Yeah, because that is like a proper hard reset. Mm -hmm. Just like, this is a new era of this company. Yeah. But that was, and Tempest even said, that's never going to happen. No. And I think people going into expecting that were going to be disappointed. Absolutely. I just think that there was a real chance here to for, for Triple H and Stephanie and Nick Khan to put their foot forward and be like, and this is what the difference is with our version of WWE compared to what Vince's version of it is. Because I remember like back in, this is way, way, way back in the day when Ollie and I first started doing these podcasts. Um when NXT was really at its peak mm -hmm. and it was like, you know, the height of Gargano Champa and all that sort of stuff, DIY mm -hmm. and like the revival, having banging matches and and the other, right? And people would message in and be like, I really wish Triple H would take over the creative of Raw and SmackDown and mm -hmm. Vince would just step down, right? Yeah. Like, so we used to get these messages a lot. Yeah. And me and Ollie used to make the argument of just like, yeah, I mean, you can ask for that, but like, at the end of the day, he's also a WWE guy, and WWE has a style, yeah. and WWE has certain sponsors that it needs mm -hmm. to appeal to. It has certain TV standards that it likes to appeal to. It has a certain audience. It has a much younger audience that they want to appeal to. So uh, would like, if Triple H took over creative, it's not just going to be NXT, but with a bigger budget. Of course. But I think there was a ch an opportunity here for Triple H to be like, all right, guys, this is where we're heading. Mm-hmm. And from what I can gather, where we're heading is the same as where we were going. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still going to hold out hope. Same here. That either at SummerSlam, there'll be a hint of something, or maybe on the Raw after SummerSlam, there'll be a hint of something to come. But as of right now, there isn't much. Yeah. I'm also really excited, uh, when we'll get into your old chat in just a second, I'm really excited for, there's a whole litany of people that were either fired by WWE or let their contracts expire that were Triple H guys that have not signed elsewhere. And now that Triple H is in charge of creative, you know, the daddy NXT, then there's the option of like, huh, well, I didn't want to stay in the company when Vince was running it because I've seen what Vince is like. 
But if Triple H is running it, maybe I, mm-hmm. I could go back now. Like, yeah. I'd love to see a Bray Wyatt go back, a Gargano to go back, Candice LeRae to go back. Like, there is a litany of names that were released by this company mm-hmm. that now have an open door, essentially, to go back. And not forbidden anymore. Not forbidden anymore. Also, like, Triple H is like, Triple H had Jushin Thunder Liger on an episode of NXT. Yeah. Like, you know, for an NXT takeover. He was quite, he wanted to do work with other companies. There's every chance that down the lines, there are more, like, we may not have WWE with its high-rise walls anymore. We may yeah. see those crumble down and be more mm-hmm. open to super shows or things like that. Exactly, yeah. Uh, if you're curious about some of those uh, release names that WWE could rehire, maybe you should keep an eye out for a, a video in list format that might be going up on the WrestleTalk channel at some point. I don't know, later this week? Start <laughs> next week? I don't know when yet. It takes time to edit things. So uh, But I'm, I'm writing a script for that literally today so yeah keep an eye out for that one and also there's so much to talk about on this subject but very very quickly i will just say that triple h has always been the wrestlers guy people Mm -hmm. have always spoken all the wrestlers have always been very very uh highly praising of triple h and his connection with people oh absolutely triple h has always been the guy like when samoa joe got fired triple h was the guy to get him back triple h was the main factor of why they could smooth over stuff with like bruno sammartino triple h has always been the guy to connect with the the wrestlers and the talent that is going to be so crucial in getting people back into the company and getting people on board with his creative vision. Like, that's just, he's the perfect guy for what he's doing right now. It's, it's a very, very exciting time. Yeah. Really, really is. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, 
let's get into your ultra chat on this subject. Resttalk.com forward slash support. Get your thoughts and opinions heard. We'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollars. Going to do a quick check of what our like to dislike ratio oh, that's is. Be spicy. Let's see. Has our oh. chat eased things off? It's 90.1%. We're so back in the 90s. We're back in the 90s, everyone. I'll, I'll take that. Thank you so much. Matt Hennessy kicks us off to say, I like to think when Triple H found out he'd be head of creative, he went into his office, closed the door, picked up a framed picture of Johnny Gargano and said, do it for him. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be that Wolverine. I was going to say exactly like the Wolverine <laughs> picture. Uh, <laughs> um, he continues, I did notice some differences on Raw. Talent seems to have more direction, like Bliss making her claim to the title after SummerSlam. Also noticed how certain talents were featured on Raw heavily by VKM, like Amos weren't on the show. I do see a change. That's fair. But again... If the show was, if the argument is that not enough could change because the script was written, then Amos wasn't booked for this show anyway. Yeah. Uh, and Alexa Bliss was always going to be going mm -hmm. for the title anyway. Yeah. Charles Berg said, while it was by no means a great show, I saw two things that give me hope for the future. The show started with a fren uh, frantic, chaotic fight that immediately grabs your attention. The match times also seem to increase, which is good for a wrestling show. Matt once again says, I think once the current stories wrap up by SummerSlam come next week, a lot of talents who were pushed in NXT but misused by VKM will be pushed like Champa and Ricochet. SRS said a lot of people uh, VKM was pushing will drop down the card. Theory was the example he used. Because he was a Vince project. He was also a Triple H project, though. In NXT. In NXT, he was. Like, Triple H doesn't dislike him. He might just take a more nuanced approach with him. Not rush him into a Money in Not the Bank situation. rush him straight to the main event. Well, we'll get into Theory when we get into the show itself. But, mm. like, Theory was made to look like such a chump on this episode. Which just made me think Wait, he was winning this episode. You don't mean for the past like six months, but Sp specifically this episode. He lost twice and then Jesus got laid Christ. out. And literally, my first note was like, "He's winning the title this Sunday." Yeah, hundred percent. Like right. he was buried so much in the show. It's like he's for sure winning the title mm -hmm. this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but I now wonder if they're just going to get the money in the bank off him. Uh, State of mind has been a member. For 12 months in a row, said, thought Raw was okay. Can't expect the show to drastically change after 40 years. It is going to take some time, though. Thought Don was going to turn heel. Oh, Dom. I think that's Dom. Dom. Dom, Dom. Mysteria. Not Li yet. Liam Leonard, been a member for 12 months in a row. Hey, guys. I'm sorry for work, Internet, but I'm <laughs> excited for the future of WWE as you see sprinkles of Triple H magic and only time will show the results. Uh, thank you, Liam, for your message. We tried to do our personal video call mm. with uh, Liam, but his Internet had not kidding you a 10 second delay <laughs> which is really difficult to have a conversation with uh vandalian 1998 uh said last night when i was watching srs's review he said the plans for tonight were the same that he read about the night before and i joked that's new the plan's not changing at the last moment genuinely that's the change right idea hey yo my opinion bruce pritchard will probably stick around he's pretty flexible in his booking stance that's because bruce will just say yes to whoever he thinks will get him the job the longest uh, Kevin Dunn, I don't see him sticking around. That's, that was my uh, injection yeah, as that, opposed to your what, opinion. Yeah, yes. what Ryder DR, yeah. Bruce Bridget is, he is literally the corporate yes man. Yes. Uh, Ryder DR continues, Kevin Dunn, I don't see him around for much longer. I've heard no positive stories about him and his production style is literally gives my wife's headaches. Mayor of Painesville said, hello, my dear Luke and Pete. Hope you're having a pleasant Tuesday. I wonder what loyal WWE fans think here. Do they want the change? Do they expect a change? Would they rather have no changes? Do they care? What would they change? I'd love to know. That's genuinely a really interesting topic. Such an interesting thing. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, the, the I, I don't like to use this term. 
WWE stands. Mm. Oh, and I hate this one as well, E-Drones. Like, yeah. you know, those people on there that just anything that AEW does is the absolute worst and anything that WWE does is the absolute best. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess if you're in that mindset, no matter what they do, you're just going to think it's the best you're anyway. Like, so you yeah. think the changes are brilliant regardless of whether you actually agree with them or not. But I would be so curious though. A Louis Dangor. <laughs> it's a great example of this. I would love to know what a Louis Dangor would think of the changes or what he would like to see as a change to this product. <laughs> just call Louis Dangor an e-droid. I mean, you know, if, so the, if the boot fits, but like, <laughs> I'm not saying he's an e-droid or anything, but like he, for me, he, he is a WWE fan. He, Very much so. He is. He yes. is quite upfront and honest, a WWE fan. Yes. So I would like, I'd be so curious to know like what his thoughts and wants yeah. are, or like, you know, do, what changes, what does he like about the current product mm. that he would like to see continue? Yeah. Now we're in Triple H's version of this. This is something I, I briefly mentioned on my uh, video essay I did of the, um, will the uh, TV 14 rating mm. fix WWE Raw? And I said, like, I thought it's really interesting that on both sides of the argument, whether they want TV 14 or not, people seem to agree that WWE needs fixing. It's like either TV 14 is like, this is a thing that we need. Yeah, it's going to be the glory days. Or you go, well, this isn't the thing we need, but we need something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. so, what, so everyone agrees that it needs fixing? Like, what's nothing, going on? Nothing here is good, yeah. but we just don't know what to do. Exactly, yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Ten Rosa, I give it a month for changes to start to take shape, but I feel I feel better once Bruce Pritchard is out altogether and someone else fills that spot. Also, did WrestleTalk hire Nick Khan, all these popular talents, then he sat SP3 Future Endeavoured? No, 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 no. Not future endeavours. Not future endeavours. Uh, in fact, some are getting promotions. Yes. Uh, Enrique Jr. haven't watched Raw Smackdown consistently since WrestleMania 34. Now that Triple H is in charge, I'm genuinely excited for the future. That, I think, is actually something we can all... I mean, I can't say all, but me personally, I could take away from. So the most I've been excited to, like... I, watching Raw this morning was genuinely the first time I've been like... Mm. And I'm even, curious. I'm curious. And even, like, last week, I said to Sullivan in the review... I'm really looking forward to next week's show because I know something will happen. Because mm. it's the go-home show for SummerSlam. Also, it's in Madison Square Garden. So like, they're going to try something next week. That something was Roman Reigns is having a match. And, well, and he cut a promo. <laughs> sure. <laughs> It's possibly supposed to be an edge return, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron Smith, considering Vince's retirement happened a week before one of their biggest pay-per-views, I didn't expect there to be any massive change in direction. I think more accurately hope that we'll start to see changes from next week, fingers crossed. I agree. I honestly think we should even pump the brakes on that. Mm. I don't think like, hey, I hope that the night after SummerSlam or the day after SummerSlam, we get a big like, that's the reset episode. Mm -hmm. That'd be amazing. Yeah. But I... I'm holding back my reserve. I'm holding back my hope that that could happen. Yeah. Tunnel Blue's been a member for 14 months in a row. Said Luke keeps saying Rome wasn't built in a day. No, they weren't. But they were also around destroying other cultures and replaced it with their own. So. Eyes emoji. Hmm. Millicent's Mark Magnus been a member for 14 months in a row. There was a change. Jimmy Smith said belts. He said three men, six belts. There you go. Well, yeah, he Cody Rhodes also said. Belts, I was going to say, and he just the got, Cody Rhodes effect, and he got fined a thousand dollars every time he said it. Sure. Um, maybe Jimmy Smith's just like oh, I've got a thousand bucks to spend. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, uh, I was curious about the changes this week, but my true expectations of any sort of change is that the first Raw after SummerSlam. And lastly, for now, Zeref has been a member for twelve months in a row. As someone who went to an AEW because WWE let me down so much, I'm excited for this new era. Hearing the Triple H will be more available than Vince is always good. I agree. I agree. Also.
I've opened the wrong thing. Where Let's are my notes? He got him. Right. This episode of Raw uh, kicked off with, um, yeah, a brawl. Like, they kind of said, like, here's what happened before the show started. It was a brawl between... It, it was immediately. It wasn't a recap. This was like, we're on air and they're brawling. Oh, my God. Well, that's what I thought it was. But yeah. then they were showing the replay and then Roman came and I was like, I thought they were brawling. Yeah, no, they brawled and then they showed a replay of immediately what just happened and then Roman came out. That's yeah, good because people told me there stupid. were less recaps on this show. So... <laughs> good to know that I wasn't like I could have sworn there was about as many recaps as I remember. In all fairness that's still probably less. <laughs> God they had so many. Uh, but the show actually opened uh, with Roman Reigns, an actual star uh, coming out um, uh, with the bloodline in tow and like this is really like indicative of how like WWE have done such a good job of protecting Roman and making sure that he feels like a, a valuable player mm. he just, I know his teacher's like god all modes but like he is just on a different level because he's the only person not named Brock Lesnar or Logan Paul who's presented as an actual star on this show. So when he came out, this crowd were in awe of this man, mm. and they really did feel like a genuinely like, oh, this is a we're finally getting to see Roman. This is a great deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, nothing new happened. No, but, exactly. Like, it was exactly the same. And I think there was a lot of people in this MSG crowd as well. I think they said it was a legitimate sellout for MSG. Yeah, I have. Which, so, like, yeah. cool. That's good. The crowd were very hot for the night. Cool. Yeah, it's Roman. They were into it, and um, they made some references to Vince being gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Theory came out after Paul Heyman cut the standard promo that he usually gets. I've really enjoyed it. In Paul Heyman's promo, he said, uh, you know, Roman doesn't have anything to say today because he can't stand the name of Brock Lesnar. That's why I've just said Brock Lesnar's name 25 <laughs> times in my promo because he gets to say Brock Lesnar every time. Cannot wait for this feud to be over. Same. Um, Austin Theory came out to cut the same Austin Theory promo he's been cutting since he won Money in the Bank. Uh, They had a line about Roman Reigns said, hey, your dad isn't here anymore because he was Vince McMahon's boy. Mm -hmm. And the crowd burst into who's your daddy Mm chance, which apparently is an NYC thing. It stems from baseball or something or other touchdowns. Um, And then they leave because they're like, "Eh, you know, we think you're fine. Like, we're, we're not that bothered. So they leave and Jay or Jimmy bumps Austin Theory with one of the the tag belts. Mm-hmm. So Theory hits him with the briefcase, which is supposed to be like this big weapon. But all like uh, Jay was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Excuse me, bit rude. And then he went to go in a fight, and Roman Reigns pulled him back. Um, it was like a lot. It was like every Roman Reigns segment I've seen since he started doing uh, the Tribal Chief, and he won both belts. Uh, just me, or did Theory come off as a babyface here? Like the promo, very heelish. Mm. But that action of him getting in the ring after Roman was like, "You're gonna come in the ring," and he goes all right and he gets in the ring with a load of people outnumbering him and then someone bumps him on the way past he goes no i'm not gonna stand for that bang and he hits him back like that's that's a good fiery baby face thing to do well heel oh well i hope they follow that up with the next segment because <laughs> <laughs> hey guys the pacing was much better on the show we went to an ad break and then theory got introduced to cut another promo <laughs> More, more of that great, uh-huh. great flowing pace that people told me was really good on this show. 
And Drew, interrupt, Drew McIntyre interrupted him early um, before he even got a chance to say anything. And the commentators were like, whoa, Drew McIntyre is here. He's here for his scheduled match. I'm like, then why are you surprised if you knew the match was coming next? Why are you surprised he came out? They did it twice on this show where people interrupted a segment and goes, they're here for their scheduled match. It's like, <laughs> I think they really tried to hammer home that like, these matches are scheduled. We're not just going to have impromptu matches. These are all scheduled matches, guys. But it just goes against what was written in the segment yeah so uh, i guess they're having a match they did um and guess what guys it was a lame dq finish to set up a tag team match yeah uh, rubbish awful I, I can't stand it it's uh, lame dq finishes lazy dq finishes mm -hmm. are like my biggest pet peeve in wrestling yeah and this was like the first time when i was like ah well Maybe, maybe we're not going to see some drastic changes yeah, on this show. Maybe, then because, maybe it's the same show. Yeah. yeah. And then in the, the tag team match, it was Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus and Austin Theory. Austin Theory tapped out to Bobby Lashley, the guy he's facing this Saturday for the United States Championship. And I was like, yep, this is the exact same company. And this is very much a Vincism of just like, well, just keep beating on the, the Money in the Bank guy. Mm-hmm. And also, for the, the SmackDown feud of, of Drew and Sheamus, they've purposely been keeping Sheamus and Drew apart for weeks and weeks and weeks. And the story has been that Sheamus has been ducking Drew and he's been purposely avoiding wrestling him. And the payoff to that is a tag match that gets made in an ad break on Raw. Like, are, are, on, they, are they actually going to have their match on San, uh, this Friday? Probably not. I was going to because I'd wager it gets added to SummerSlam. Yeah. I, that's what I want them to do because that'll probably be a really good match. They have good matches when they wrestle. Number one contendership match on a pay-per-view for the next pay-per-view. Great idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. But also then you can look back the last four weeks of Smackdown and be like, yeah. well, <laughs> that was a rundunder waste of time. God. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, this first hour of the show felt mm. like it was the Austin Theory show. He was mm -hmm. like, it was like 50 or so minutes that was like all Austin Theory. And at the end of this, he gets super kicked by the Usos on the ramp. And I was like, yeah, he was in the first 50 minutes, but he lost twice, got embarrassed by the champion who thinks he's beneath him. Mm -hmm. And then he got laid out by the tag team champions who do nothing but lose unless it's a title match. Yeah. He got absolutely chumpatized. He sure did. On this show. And I was like, dude is winning this Sunday. Yeah. Dude, like, dude is cashing in the Saturday and he's going to be the Universal Champion. Because it's more shocking because he was losing a lot. The guy has not won a singles match since Hell in a Cell. Yeah. He has and been beaten like a drum since he won Money in the Bank. And the last time he won a singles match on TV, I think, was February? April? Oh, really? Something like that. On TV, not on pay-per-view. Okay. I mean, it makes sense because I feel like he kept getting beaten in like United States Championships to set up his United States Championship yeah. matches. It's a long time mm. since man has won a match. And good God, please. And the thing is, technically, I think he won a match by DQ on this show. No, he lost this match because they intact um, Drew, which means that Drew won by DQ. Drew won by DQ. And then the next one he tapped out. That's correct. So he lost both of his matches. He lost both his matches. And he lost uh, on the last two episodes of SmackDown by DQ via Money in the Bank briefcase as well. Yeah. So. And he's lost on Raw mm -hmm. like a lot. Like he's done, mm -hmm. like he's won Money in the Bank because it's a multi person match. But like as singles. He, I, last one I'm thinking of is Money in the Bank. Oh, sorry, it's um, Hell in a Cell when he defended the US title against Ali. Sure. Yeah. Like, have him win. <laughs> it's not hard. Have him beat Mad Cat Moss. It's all right. Uh, we then got uh, some big Rey Mysterio stuff. Uh, mm. Him and his family arrived. Uh, they got a video package for him, then they arrived. Uh, the family did it in a car. Uh, we then got an Edge video promo that was all focused on the Rey stuff, which kind of sets up an Edge return possibly for SummerSlam. 
Um, we then got Ziggler walking backstage and they set up a tag match with him and AJ Styles versus Alpha Academy. Then we got the Rey Mysterio 20th anniversary celebrations where I popped for him shouting out Dean Malenko and Conan. Mm. I was like, oh, that's great. I, I, you know, I, I very much appreciated that. This, this was a nice heartfelt promo, I thought. This yeah, was good. it was. It's what you want from a 20th anniversary. It's what we got with Randy. It's mm-hmm. what we got with Cena. Just coming out and being like, do you know what, guys? Thanks. Thanks. I know I disappeared for five years and I left because you booed me because I wasn't mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan. But hey, do you know what? I've been, I have been here for 20 years. It's also so confusing because they had on this show, like, you know, 20 years he's been here. Just ignore all the WCW stuff. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, count. It's like I had my first wrestling match when I was 14 years old. Yeah. I was like, oh, so it is longer than 20 years then. Yeah, yeah. So it's 20 years in the WWE. Also, don't think about any of the WCW stuff. But later on when you get a gift, it's going to be referencing a WCW match that we didn't acknowledge earlier in the video package. Cool. Yeah. It's 20, yeah. 20 years in WWE bar the period of time when he wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, then the Mysterions took on the Judgment Day. This was again like the Judgment Day showed up and the commenters were like, whoa, the Judgment Day are here for their scheduled match that they're about to have. I also love that Finn Balor and Damien Priest were on like opposite corners of the ring on the outside and the commentator's like, they've got the ring surrounded. It's like, <laughs> there's two of them. Yeah, but they used to do that with the shield. Yeah, <laughs> the shield are surrounded the ring. It's like, there's four sides to it, you doofus. <laughs> Can't get out that fourth side, I guess. <laughs> uh, it was a perfectly fine match. It was fun. Uh, they built to a Dom hot tag, got the ad break, built to a Ray hot tag, and then uh, Balor got a near fall off a coup de grace, but Dom broke that up. They tried to do the, the Eddie trick, but it didn't work because Balor got up too quickly, and mm-hmm. then they nearly did the Eddie trick, but in the end, uh, they just hit double 619 for the win. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. Ju- right. Judgment Day still suck. Oh, yes. yes. Massively. Yeah. Um, we... Cody Rhodes won an SB. Did you know? <laughs> I didn't put this, any of this into my review. Mm. It was enough to talk about. Yeah. But I, I do want to highlight this here. If you don't know what the ESPYs are, the ESPYs are a legit sports award. Apart from the WWE bit, who essentially pay to have themselves featured as part of the ESPYs, and they also get to pick who wins the ESPY. And then they go on Raw being like, Cody Rhodes won an ESPY. <laughs> yeah, that you gave him. You gave him a Slammy Award. That is it. It's, it's the. L- I want this to change. Like, <laughs> come on, trips. Like, come on, trips. Like, screw ditching the Saudi Arabia deal. <laughs> this is what needs to get rid of because this is embarrassing nonsense. This is legit, like, cringingly embarrassing. It's bad, isn't it? It's yeah. oh, it makes my skin crawl because I'm like, oh, it's so lame. Yeah. But, you know, hey, I'm glad. And then, like, Cody's there being like, I'm so proud to win this. And, like, rest of the tag team being like, doing a great job, bud. Like, you keep like, he didn't do anything. Like, he showed up for work and then works head great. Here's an award. <laughs> oh, <sighs> good Lord. Uh, I really like this next segment, the uh, the backstage segment of uh, everyone celebrating Rey Mysterio, all his, like, his family and stuff are backstage, friends and family backstage, who were watching the TV normally, as you've mentioned. Uh, but then after their match, they were all celebrating and chanting Rey's name before he was there. And then he walked in and they continued and they did champagne and all that stuff. And then he said, oh, you got a gift for me. And I think it was his daughter gave him uh, a gift and he opens it up and it's his own ring attire well it, they were saying because it was his halloween havoc 98 yeah. thing and he was like yeah. oh i thought we'd lost this i'm like right there's no way you've nearly lost this yeah. Th- this is someone who has taken his ring attire made him think he's lost it and <laughs> given it back what a great gift happy 20 years <laughs> <laughs> we 
did you find this? Oh, I had to dig deep for it. It's his! <laughs> the back never of, given him anything! In the back of the closet, that's how much it meant to him. <laughs> Against Eddie Guerrero, you know, it's, it's really how much he really tre treasured that outfit. Uh, but then we got the return of Rhea Ripley. She's back. She's back, and uh, Aaliyah stepped up in front of her. Maybe Aaliyah's the big change. Like, Aaliyah's back on TV again. Like Buddy Matthews. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's two ex-girlfriends, basically, in this segment. <laughs> Uh, and then they attacked Ray and they put him through a table. It was one of two backstage attacks that they, they did on him uh, in this show. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, let's talk about some more of that great pacing that the show has now. Because Bianca Belair walked backstage. Then we had an ad break. Then we had a promo for SummerSlam. Then we had a promo for Hardy's Chicken. Then we had that Ray and Family celebration thing. Then we had Bianca Belair come for a promo, which went straight into an advert for Hardy's Chicken and a promo for SummerSlam. <laughs> We, we, we also had a recap of Becky Lynch, Bianca Ricard Matter as well in there. Yep. I, I mean, guys, there you go. Like, <laughs> Triple H has made the changes. <laughs> Is it just me? Or did the pacing feel better on this episode of Raw? <laughs> oh, God, we're being so... Facetious, I'm, I'm being but, facetious, but God, you know, like it's very funny. It is. It's it's always noticeable. But this segment was like the simple, effective build for SummerSlam, right? Yeah. Because Belair was going to cut a promo. Becky came out, and the two just could not even talk to each other, trying to talk over each other and stuff. And they just got into a brawl, separated by referees. It is the most 101 thing to do for your final go home show. But hey, it works. The brawl was good as it's well. It's a good brawl. It wasn't just like punch, punch, punch. I'm going to throw you into the turnbuckle kind of thing. Like, no, they were like going at it. They had fiery offense, throwing each other into the commentary table and stuff like that. You felt like they wanted to fight. And that made it feel legit. And it was great. Apparently, uh, just correct me. Apparently, uh, Rhea and Buddy are still together. So, yes. That's what, that's what I heard. I, oh, okay. I couldn't be bothered. To I, I, I was I, like, I, yeah, I could joke, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've absolutely no blues clue. Yeah. I didn't even know they were dating until today because Buddy Matthews put it up on Twitter. <laughs> uh, or they had been at some point. Um, we then got Sarah Schreiber interviewing Alexa Bliss ahead of her match against Dewdrop. And she cut a promo saying like, uh, yeah, I'm going to beat up Dewdrop now. And then, hey, Becky, Bianca, whichever one of you wins, come for that title. Good. Finally, a bit of direction for Alexa Bliss. Cool. Then she made her entrance. Then we got an ad break. Then Rhea Ripley attacked Ray again. Mm -hmm. And then we got Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop. Yeah. Um, I credit to the commentary team in this match because they went out of their way to make Dewdrop feel like a credible threat against Alexa Bliss. I think what you mean is the commentary team lied. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, she's the wrecking ball of the women's division. <laughs> and I'm like, she hasn't though. won a match on TV since the seventh of February. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania's been and gone, and they're like, what a wrecking ball she is, getting pinned on TV week after week. The most dangerous woman <laughs> in the women's division right now. Uh, Nikki pushes Lexa Bliss off the top rope. It had no effect, and Bliss just DDT'd uh, Drew Drop and won. There you go. Weird. Cool. AJ Styles begged the audience to like Logan Paul. They didn't. It did not work, because Logan Paul came out, and like, this, this company... This company. This company hell-bent on making you think that Logan Paul's the babyface because he's got a bajillion followers on Twitter or whatever. You know, people love him on the TikTok. And he comes out and they're like, well, if they love him, do you know who they also like? His brother. So he comes out and he's like, hey, my brother's fighting here next week. Boo! Already massively booing him anyway. And he's like, hey, I've also got a brother that no one likes. Boo that. And he's like, and here is my talk show segment. The crowd are like, oh, God, no. Not another talk. Boo you. Go away. Or at, le at the very least, be a heel. Yeah. Impulsive TV. Is that what it was called? I just called it impulsive TV. It's bad. I hate that. 
He is to quote my favourite wrestler presenter. He is such a knob. He's so unlikable. Like when he comes out, and I think he was supposed to be endearing with his smile. He's smiling to the crowd. But I was like, he looks like a dick. He's smiling. He's sneering. He can't smile properly. Dude, when he was cutting his baby face promo on The Miz, I was like, why does The Miz feel like the baby face in this scenario? Because you are coming across as the most natural of heels. Speaking of bad promos, why is this feud <laughs> about The Miz's balls? Because it's a thing now. I haven't had a chance to talk about this. No, you haven't. What are they playing at? Have it you... is <laughs> the worst. It is the most childish, like, nonsensical sh Sorry. <laughs> But them just being like, you have tiny testicles. And Miz goes, no, I don't. I have big balls. And then Maurice comes out and goes, his balls are very big. He measures them. And then Logan's like, who measures balls? And then Miz comes out and goes, I do. It's like, what is this feud? What are you talking about? There's no substance to any of this. This this should have been the change. <laughs> <laughs> this should have been Triple H's big opportunity to put his fingerprint on. They just changed it. They had a brawl at the start show just don't have this <laughs> this, is this segment <laughs> this ruined it this segment, oh, this, did, this segment did undo all of the good that the brawl did at the start good of the show God. because the crowd were just like we all just heard him boo logan paul yeah. and then he cuts his bad baby face promo i'm like you're such a heel <sighs> like he came to the ring at wrestlemania wearing a pokemon card that no one else could afford that's a that's a dick move it's such, such a, a great good dick move as well great dick move yeah and i He'll do that at SummerSlam. Yeah. As a baby, he's being like, look how cool I am with my, my Pokemon card that you can't afford. No, you're a knob. Yeah. And like, it's Chris Scullion, a fabulous video game writer, when Logan Paul signed, put up the tweet being like, this is a great move for WWE because they are in gen, like they're in real bad need of heels that crowds genuinely hate because they don't have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And this is a heel that they could really, really hate. And the him back being like, you're right that they're pushing him as a baby face at the moment. And yeah. Chris Scullion could not fathom that idea. Yeah. He was just like, that's an insane idea. Yeah. Because really no is. one in their right mind would cheer this man. And the thing is, he worked so well going into WrestleMania. So good as a heel. As a heel. So good perfect. as a heel. And even stuff from like the, the previous year when he got stunned by Kevin Owens. Yeah. That's a great use for him. Great. That's fine. Oh, anyway, like you said Miz and Maurice came out. Uh, Maurice even had a handbag that was shaped like balls, and uh, Miz cut the same promo. He was like, "I'm a two-time Grand Slam champion. I made it." But me and is like on the Rust Talk Extra episode that goes out tomorrow. We talk about the Miz on there, essentially comparing him to Disco Inferno and Eric <laughs> and Eric Bischoff. <laughs> and um, <laughs> like, what a comparison! So you know, how, like people get like, "Oh, Miz had a really great 2016," and so it was like, "Yeah." P what people forget is it was just three weeks. It was yeah. one good promo on Talking Smack and one good match with Dolph Ziggler. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Oh, great 2016. That was three weeks. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. hey, it's led. It's all his promos have been based on since then. Yeah, God. And then he attacked, and Champa attacked Paul, a thousand and one camera cuts and, and, you know, this and the other. Skullcrusher finale in the midst of tall. And the crowd, because they're so behind Logan Paul's baby face, chanted one more time because they wanted The Miz to keep beating this guy up. Also, the only time it should be all about your balls is when we're talking about Manscaped. <laughs> um, awkwardly uh, stage segment here where Kevin interviewed the Street Profits and the Usos and Jeff Jarrett had to step in. There was not enough room for all six, including Kevin, to stand there, so Kevin just left. Yeah. And Jeff Jarrett, I don't really know what was here to do, just being like, hey, man, just... <laughs> That's your Jeff Hardy impression. <laughs> Sorry, the different right. Jeff. 
Sorry, you're absolutely right. My, my mistake. I got my, I got my Jeffs mixed up. Um, basically, just say, look, you know, keep the peace. And I've written here, they, Jer- Jarrett asked them to keep the peace, and they obliged because I guess you don't mess with the king of the mountain. I don't know what this segment was. It was just a way to get Jeff Jarrett on the show and remind you all that he's the referee this Saturday. Yes, but why is he? Because Nashville. Why is he the referee? Because he ain't dead. Oh, he is Jeff. God. <laughs> we then got AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler taking on the Alpha Academy. Um, <clears throat> there was someone in the crowd that said, when is the Disco Inferno versus Dude Love Dream Match going to happen? And I was like, buddy, that ain't no dream match of mine. Mm-mm. Uh, I the less Disco Inferno the better uh, he does some local sports team stuff uh, and then the the good guys win I guess yeah AJ, AJ and Dolph won Ziggler won with the zigzag cool Corey called them a no- newly formed duo so I really hope they're not becoming a tag team mm, I'm not on board not on board with that absolutely um, and then the main event was the Bloodline versus Real and Street Profits. Uh, like again, showing how big of a star they've made Roman feel like. Just him tagging into this match felt like, whoa, Roman's tagged in. He's going to do a wrestle. Mm-hmm. Done a, an, incre- an impeccable job of protecting Roman and making him feel like a big deal. I will also say, though, that they're doing a great job of building him up as a babyface. His promo when he came out earlier, the whole like building up to the acknowledge me, everyone and everyone cheers and goes, hey, he said the thing. And before, we are the number ones. We are the number ones. And then when, before he tags into the match, he's looking around at the crowd and the crowd are cheering. We're like, yeah, we want to see Roman. It's like, that's a really good build up for a baby face. It's a shame he's not, but you know, maybe something. Th- yeah. I mean, guess they'll turn him after the Rock feud. Maybe the, the, for the Lesnar feud. Do it sooner. Yeah, be Rock's got to be the baby face for their match. Have him as a heel. He's Hollywood Rock. Coming in and stealing Roman's oh, spotlight. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Um, anyway, uh, Roman won pinning Riddle, which mm-hmm. is a great way to set him up for his match with Rollins at the pay-per-view. Um, <laughs> uh, and then afterwards, Rollins attacked Riddle. And the crowd was so into Riddle as a babyface, they sang Seth Rollins' theme song while he was attacking him. Also, he did what I thought was a very cool stump. Great stump onto the chairs. He had the the, the stairs stairs there, and then he had the top half of the stairs, like, inverted, leaning on it. So Riddle was going through, like, the V-gap, and then he stomped his head through the V-gap onto the stairs underneath. It looked really cool. Great, like, ragdoll cell Mm, for for Riddle. Really, really liked it. A very cool visual to Mm. go off. And really, like, you know, that was all the build they had for their match, aside from Riddle losing. But, like, that's... It's fine. It's, it was That's simple, right. effective stuff, and that was the show. And that's fine. You know, like if you haven't watched the show and listened to that recap, you would think like, well, well, you know, that was the same show we've had for the last few weeks. But I, I think most people, most of us, were expecting that. But you know, it was a, it was actually better than last week's episode. I, I gave it three yeah. out of five. Uh, yeah, I would say it's probably been slightly better than what Roy has been lately, but not like a drastic improvement. Mm-hmm. And I think that the stuff that was an improvement wasn't necessarily like these are the triple h changes that are making yeah. it better it's just like they just had some better stuff on this show yeah that's about it but like you know as i said last week or uh, you know with sullivan last week I, I was expecting that for this show anyway because mm. it's the go home show edition for SummerSlam, and really like this was an okay go home show i think it's mad that brock wasn't on this episode i can't, like, ha- can't have brock and roman I, on the well, same yeah show. no but i think it, like correct me if i'm wrong pete but the only segment they have had together since this feud was announced was when Brock came back. That is correct. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, the only thing they've built this feud on is the fact that they've had lots of matches over the last seven years. Seven years in the making. 
such a good tagline. I hate it. But anyway, uh, we'll have the poll going up uh, in the uh, live chat very, very soon. Let us know what you think. It's got to be out of four because YouTube won't let us do things out of five because they let us do that on the community tab. So why would they let us do that in the live chat? Makes perfect sense when you think about it, Google. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats on this. Rustalk.com forward slash support. Get your thoughts heard. We will read out every single one of them above $5. Do you want to just check if we've got any patron shout outs? That's first? what I'm just checking right now. Yes, we do. We do. Uh, okay. They're one. very special ones as well, Luke. <gasps> there are moderators. It's our moderators. Yeah! All right. Two seconds, two seconds, two seconds, two seconds. Because, well, why don't you tell us why our moderators are great? Our moderators are amazing because they help curate the live chat and they make the live chat a really nice place to be for our podcast stuff. And they also help us curate all these ultra chats so we just have a nice easy job of reading them out. They're lovely people. They're great. And they we wouldn't be able to do these live streams like we do without them. They oh, are really man. important. Do you remember when we used to do live streams without moderators? Yes. Uh, well, like I was trying to moderate live streams while we were on the air. Yeah, no, nightmare bad. it was. So, yeah. like, thank you so much to our moderating team. We love each and every one of you. And I'm going to play now some Hall of Fame music for you because you are Hall of Fame worthy. Amanda, Andy, Chris P, Chris R, Devin, Jalen, John, Les, Paul, Rob, and Zach. But also. Mod Mother Jen. Yeah. Mod Mother Jen. Why doesn't Jen. she shout out herself? Well, it's because she's. She's far too humble for the praise. Yeah. But Mod Mother is the linchpin of this WrestleTalk operation. I was going to say, basically the entire company. Yeah. Like, with, without Mod Mother, this whole place falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you all so much. We love each and every one of you. Right, now we'll get into the rest of your Ultra Chats that are five US dollars and above, none of your Canadian dollars. Thanks, Tempest. Uh, kicking things off with Alexander said, It's true that Triple H has his own vision of pro wrestling, but there is a big danger of unjustly canonizing him as the savior of WWE as Vince's defecation. Culturally, WWE... Deification. What did I say? Defecation. You know. <laughs> Uh, culturally, WWE never really admits it's done anything wrong, and that is often the biggest misstep. Apart from when they do admit when they're wrong, and they'd be like, you know what, guys, you're right, we're wrong, we're going to change all these things, then they don't actually change anything. Yeah, what a, what a Baron Classic. Corbin. Yeah. Uh, Puckhead1994 said, I love MSG, the Who's Your Daddy chants have a deeper baseball reference in NYC. The chant was made infamous in 2004 between the Boston Red Sox pitcher Pedro Martinez and the New York Yankees. You should ask Tempest about the bad blood between those two clubs. I love the um, the message, but I, I, I'm I not going to. No, me neither. Because I couldn't give a sh. <laughs> um, Matt Hennessy said, honestly, Raw tonight gave me the impression that Austin Theory main event main experiment is done. I think a Moss and Corbin will drop down the card. Going to honestly see a Moss being released. I do think we'll see some returns like uh, Wyatt, Cross, and Gargano. I mean, Corbin was a big project of NXT. Triple H is NXT as well. Mm -hmm. Like Those early days. Those early days. He loves Baron Corbin. There is no way. Baron Corbin is going to be a mainstay. He's the next Miz. He's, he's going to be here in 20 years' time, and everyone will be like, oh, man, he's been here for so long, he's clearly good. Yeah, the great 2016. 
<laughs> oh man, do you think there'll be a period of time when you know how like I bring this uh, this comparison up? The kids that grow up with Attack of the Clones who now think it's a good movie sure. just because nostalgia tells them so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think there are going to be kids that grew up with GM Baron Corbin that will tell us as old men that he was actually good and you guys just remember it wrong? Yeah. Because there's always people that look back on a and be like, no, you guys, it was actually good. Oh, man, I can imagine I, there's a world I'm, where people will think Baron Corbin. But he is the, he's the Miz. I almost, at one point in, in my life, I ran the risk. Because I almost, I almost fell into that trap of thinking that heel commentator Michael Cole was good. Because that's what I was at at the time. <laughs> and that's what I was experiencing. And then when it came out later, everyone was like, I hated that period. And I was like, no, no <laughs> I liked it. And then I actually listened to something back. I was like, oh boy. Oh boy. That's not good. Cool. It's not age well. Blimey, this detracted from the product. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just going to point out here. Someone just said, hey, if they made UK sports references, you'd probably like them. I think I would. Nope. And I'll be honest, like, I'm not going to Clash of the Castle, but mm. there's going to be a hundred of them on that show, and I'll be bored by all of those as well. Yes. It's cheap heat. Yep. Aaron Hanran has been a member for 12 months in a row, said, First of all, I hope everyone at WrestleTalk is having a wonderful day. One question, is Bray Wyatt returning at SummerSlam? Also, Ray is a legend. I don't know about SummerSlam, but I Bray, I think, is high on the list of people that will likely return to WWE. I think so, yeah. I also think that that's a good move for him and the fans, because I don't think there's really any other place, any other wrestling company in the world that can do what Bray Wyatt needs the character to do. Yeah, he needs a cartoon show. Right. And that's what WWE is. And I think it's the perfect place for him to do mm -hmm. his brand of what that is. Absolutely. Uh, Jonathan Hedburn has been a member for 12 months in a row. He said, this may be my COVID talking, but I really like that Mysterios were watching the monster like normal people. So that is something good. They were watching it like normal people. And then they'd be like, yeah, Ray, woo! And then they had a cake in front of them. And I was like, he he's not with you. You know that, right? Like... This is the depth that we've had to like drop to. Yeah. For like how bad the WWE product is. Just like, guys, did you see how they were watching the TV? The product is saved. Yeah. We're all right. They were watching a TV like normal people. Aaron Irons. I was at Raw last night. Logan Paul didn't get an entrance for that brawl. The lights went off and back on. And then he was in the ring. We booked, uh, booed him before the show went live. LOL. Yeah. And then booed him again when he came out. Absolutely. Uh, Riot DR. You know, Roman made a good point. Theory is not doing the Money in the Bank thing properly. It's like he's screaming, hey, I'm going to sneak attack you. This Saturday around 10.50 ESC, PM EST from your left side. Might hurt his chances of success. It's true. Riot DR again. Rey Mysterio has the, was the coolest wrestler to a skinny nine-year-old obsessed with wrestling. Me. Now in my 30s, he's still one of the best. Also totally popped for the Conan and Dean Malenko shoutouts. Sad Damien Priest lost in his hometown. Classic WWE. Didn't even think of that. Nope. Uh, Ryan has been a member for two months in a row. Said, was it just me? Were they bullying Theory last night? Maybe to turn him face like early Randy Orton. Totally. That would be a real uh, Triple H thing to do, mm. to look at a guy. Like, you know, even back in the day, Randy Orton was a real easy smug heel that's easy to dislike. To look at a guy like... There's a future baby face mm -hmm. right here. Yeah. Harry and Manga Girl said, Afternoon, guys. Hope you're okay. If they were to turn Logan Paul heel, who would be the best wrestler to put against him in the future? Also, I, I believe Triple H's era will be a slow burn for the future, and I'm looking forward to it. That's a great outlook on things. Yeah. Uh, the original, well, I say original, the rebranded NXT from 2012 was a slow burner. It took time to build so, up into the great thing. So, yeah, yeah I'd expect it to take a while. Uh, if they turn Logan Paul heel, who's the best wrestler to put him up against? Pat McAfee. AJ Styles, he's good. AJ could carry him, absolutely. Yeah. Good, yeah. But yeah, like, you know, Pat won at some Pat won at WrestleMania. Logan won at WrestleMania. Pat's gonna win at SummerSlam. Logan's gonna win at SummerSlam. 
the big celebrity versus celebrity match for WrestleMania next year? <laughs> no. Uh, Ten Rosa, the first time in a long time I've watched Raw live here at 10 a.m. Tuesday in Melbourne, and my God, three hours drags. It felt so long. I can see there will be a failed cash-in at SummerSlam just to get it off theory and put it on the line for some against someone else. Yeah. Yeah, or they put it on the line against someone else. I, I could see that as well. Like, I think it's just because he got beaten so much. I was like, I think the dude's winning this weekend. But there is also every chance that he, they just get the briefcase off him. Mm. In which case, that would be the second, second year, third year in a row. No, second year in a row they've done that, right? Because uh, yeah, sure. Who won it last year? Oh, Big E. Oh, of course it was. Beige. Yeah. So Beige. it'd be the second time in three years then, because Otis had the put it on the line and lost it to someone else. Yes. Because they get because they put it on a guy, then didn't actually want to put it on the guy. The Miz. It was the Miz because the Miz then cashed it in. And then Tucker, and then Tucker turned heel. Yeah. And oh, was, oh and yes, and he was did. never referenced again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Karim says, after constant verbal abuse from Roman, I like the theory stood up for himself. It gives his character an extra layer rather than a cardboard heel. Also, Pete, Triple H on camera saying, I'm the head of creative, is very, very bad. I disagree. I think uh, because the news is so prevalent and so mainstream with Vince McMahon retiring, like Stephanie McMahon coming out and being like, Vince McMahon has retired. Thank you, Vince, for doing all the chants. You, but you will do it when I tell you to do the chants. Of course, yeah, don't do it yet, guys. Um, like... If you're going to do that, I don't think it's crazy to have a follow-up promo to that of Triple H being like, hey, Vince is gone. I'm here now. I'm in you, don't, you don't have to use the term head of creative. No, you don't have to say that, but you can just say, like, hey, guys, I'm running things now. Yeah. I'm in charge. You know, whatever. Uh, Thomas Shelvin said, hey, Luke and Pete, I can't believe you missed Heyman's Savage line at the beginning of the show. We have a sound guy that must be from New Jersey or something. We want to write your name down. You're the next one out the door. I love Heyman so much. I think I did say that. I said, you know, they made a couple of references to Vince being gone. Yeah. Uh, I'll hot tag across to you. Sure. Uh, Nina Gassner said, uh, I'm confused now. I thought the SBs were voted by fans. Did I miss something there? No, I think I, they are. All the other categories are. But WWE choose which ones. <laughs> Do they really? I'm pretty sure they get to choose which one wins. <laughs> Even if it's voted on by fans, it's still the WWE moment of the year. That the WWE pay it's for like, to get onto SBs. Yeah, which is still bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a Slammy Award. Yeah. That's all it is. Uh, Nina Gassner again said, uh, forgot to add this to my previous ultra chat because Pete mentioned it earlier. Is there anyone who has the capability to see Theory as a face even when he does face stuff? The guy has so much <laughs> F boy energy, he genuinely irritates me by breathing. Um, he can play a goofy, funny person. We saw it when he was in The Way. Mm -hmm. um, he was like a goofy heel to start with, but very endearing in like his goofiness. So I think if, if they wanted to do that sort of character, if he was paired with like a straight man who he could bounce off, he could that could be an endearing pairing eventually. Uh, who is next? Uh, apparently this name translates to Lu Zihao. Apologies if I butchered that one. Mm -hmm. uh, still sad about the extras being dropped. Those banters are what made you guys uh, make you guys feel like friends rather than YouTubers for me. We're just re-listening uh, to the one where Luke was still not a DAD and Ollie was reading uh, his... Pornhub poem last week and realize how time has passed. Wow. I mean, I'll be honest, like, if you want to drop in the chat which episode that is, because we get asked that a lot, which episode, because no one remembers what episode it was. No. So if you want to drop that in the chat, people can go back and check that out because it was 
It was hilarious. Also, for our archives, if you could let us know, yeah, that'd be nice. Really good because so I we could we could get hold of it too. You can clip it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, but thank you so much. We're we're gusted as well. Uh. They they had but like you know we've rebranded them. We're going to be doing it in a different way. So they they're not going completely. They're just becoming a different thing. We've rebadged it. You fool. Exactly. To yes. quote Alan Partridge. Yes. Uh, uh. Same person again said. Anyway, still hype for what comes next for you guys, and we'll still be supporting Restock and Jam that F and Jam. Love y'all. Thank you so much. Uh, the Adnap Two said, "Luke, did you know that Jarrett's original theme lyrics were he ain't dead, he ain't the rock, but then they changed it to is Jeff. You can hear the word Jeff is clearly different audio. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's deep TNA lore, and I mm. love that you brought this up on this show. But yeah, like it is. That's a messy old song, but I love it for it." Uh, J.O. Fellow has been a member for five months in a row and said, thank you guys for allowing me to be part of the Wrestle Talk team. Thank you. Uh, Charles Berg said, I uh, just want to remind you all that CM Punk debut was less than a year ago. Think of how much has happened since. Also, I've got some names for the Friday show, Wrestle Talk podcast, The Friday One, Friday Grap Rap, Three Men and a Wrestle, Talking Feds. I like, uh, I like Three Men and a Wrestle. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, I think it's going to be called the wrestle talk podcast so yeah there you go uh ten rosa uh, said i'll be excited if and when we get fresh sets show themes wrestler themes logos camera direction hope this really is a change would love triple h to do the address like vince at the start of the attitude era not bad i quite like that actually you know that was vince mcmahon pressing the reset button being like absolutely guys this is what's happening now like as i said at the top of this show they have not been um They've not been afraid. They've not been strangers to doing that in the past. Yeah. So maybe they're just waiting, like, let's just get the summer slam out of the way, then we'll do it. Mm-hmm. But they've done it in the middle of pay-per-view builds before. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Poncho said, I will not be tuning into Raw until they officially turn their act around. Took me a long time to switch to AEW, but I was so sick and tired of WWE insulting my intelligence with their product and shows as soon as Punk, Danielson, and Cole debuted with AEW. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Um uh yes i think that is all of them i think that's everything yes and as a correction on my part because someone has to point out in the comment apparently the the wwsps are also voted on by fans there you go there you go so the more you know but wwe still pay for them to be into them because yeah. they're not a real thing no and that's still cringy and i still don't it still it's, makes me think like i feel sorry for them it's a slammy award it's a slammy award fans vote for slammy awards as well guys let's not forget but that is all we've got time for on this edition What's of the, the rest of podcast yeah let's what do a poll, poll shall we should we have a look at the poll results about what you thought of the show um six percent said it was a one out of four show nine percent said it was a four out of four show 38% said 2 out of 4. 46 said 3 out of 4. That sounds about right. That is on the higher level than we usually get. So I think this is like, this feels like optimistic voting. I think this is a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah. I think that's where this is at. Yeah. It's a Which I think is fair. Bang average episode of Raw. Could have been something real big, but mm-hmm. I think let's wait till next week, which ironically is the week I'm not going to be around for. So yes. I've had to review all the rubbish shows, but uh, next week, maybe you'll be something big. I, uh, I got a present from my wife, Pete. Oh, did you? I did on uh, Friday because mm-hmm. she has been always slightly concerned about my uh, I don't drink enough water. Mm-hmm. It's a topic that we've had on this show many times before. Sure. I don't drink enough water. So there have been times I've got home from work and I've been like, oh, I've got a massive headache. Mm. The reason for that is because I'm dehydrated. That makes sense. And I've just I've not made the time to uh, drink water, enough water during the day. 
So, my wife bought me this. Now, you may think that is just a regular bottle of water. It's a, it's a bottle of water. Yeah, yeah it's just that is a water bottle, right? Yeah. What what yeah. a big whoop. Like, yeah. what, what, a, what a great present this is. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like its grid design, though. Mm -hmm. However, if you turn this round, yeah. it has got times on it and uh -huh. levels of uh -huh. how much water you should have drunk by those times in the day. Amazing. So, like, you start here at nine, you get through to about midday, then you refill mm -hmm. and you start drinking again all yeah. the way through till the end of the day. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And you're keeping on top of that? Nope. Um, <laughs> No, no, I, I, I've failed pretty much uh, for the majority of today because uh, I forgot I had it. So <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of missed my 12 p.m. deadline. It's <laughs> 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 just an immediate. Nope. Nope. Oh, oh, <laughs> Not no, 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 no. But, you know, it's, there's room to grow. Like, like. Triple H is raw. There is room to grow and room exactly. to improve. Yes. But what it does mean as well, because it's not like a tippy one. Mm -hmm. It's got a it's got a sucky straw on it. Oh yeah. Which means I get to essentially suck water. I'll be honest, Luke. While on the podcast, and I can look at you while we I, do it. I I really hate that sentence that you just mm. said. Do you want me to give you a little eyebrow wiggle while I do it? Please mm -hmm. don't. Mm -mm. I hate all of this. Mm. Well, I mean, it's what you know. People like we're the sexiest duo on here, so I can just, <laughs> you, keep, you keep saying it's you and Tempest, but we all know he wouldn't. He wouldn't sexually suck. Sorry, sensually suck. Didn't fear his mask or something. Oh, what is this podcast? Why are we getting rid of the interest address again? Oh, you know, it's a bit of part in a paywall, haven't you? <laughs> Can't put this on a free feed. Anyway, thank you to my wife for that. Oh, it was a gosh. wonderful gift. Uh, how was your weekend? Despite you know, apart from all the Vince McMahon stuff, I know it was good. Uh, it was a, a, a fine little weekend. Uh, I had a really good time yesterday. Went to go see Grubby Little Mitts. Oh, you Went did? Went to go yeah. see uh, Sullivan and Rosie's show. So Harriet posted about that in the old yes. uh, Twitter machine. Yes, uh, which was a very good time. Very very funny show. Um, I really didn't know what to expect because I was like, obviously, I know both of them are very funny. But I didn't. I had no idea how it would be in like a sketch show yeah, yeah, format yeah. kind of thing. How it would be. Obviously, it's directed by John Gracie as well, uh, who's also a funny man. Uh, and yeah, it was really, really good. Um, and uh, Laurie was also there, so me and him met up and had a drink beforehand, and then went in for the show, which was lovely. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just a really good time. And there was uh, a couple of people who uh, knew of us, and, and we had had a chat, and we saw. Uh, me and uh, me and Laurie had gone in and sat down, and we saw uh, Harriet come in, and she came down. She kind of glanced across as she took a seat and glanced across, and kind of did a double take. And she was like, oh, "It's you guys!" And we were like, "It's you!" Uh, so yeah, it was really nice. Um, she was very surprised to see me and Laurie there. I don't know why. Of course, we're going to go see the show. I, I think it's the, the same show that she happened to attend. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, but that was really nice, and she'd also made. Uh, a gift for Sullivan and Rosie. She'd drawn uh, maple syrup and Jürgen Flop and uh, put them in frames and Aww, stuff like that, which was nice. really sweet. That's really nice. Um, so yeah, it was really nice. Got a picture with her and everything. She posted it on Twitter. It was really nice. Good. It was a very lovely evening. Had a great time. And you would you would recommend that people go and check out this show because they've got a few more dates in London, haven't they? Uh, they one more date. One London, more date in London before they take it to Edinburgh. Tomorrow in Covent Garden. Yeah. Uh, and then they're going off to the Edinburgh Fringe Edinburgh through Fringe. August. Yeah, so no Sullivan on the podcast mm. uh, for, for August. August. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, maybe there'll be some big reveal um, on, a, on a, you know, for like what's going to happen around that. Yeah, who knows? 
Uh, yeah. I've got an email to read out. <laughs> <Do you? laughs> it comes in from Brandon. Quite timingly, actually. He's just Brandon said, uh, To all Rest Talk presenters, as I approach 28 years old, OMG, am I really that old? Hmm. I feel it's time for me. Sorry, just just very quickly speaking on the twenty-eight being old in that. Um, my partner is uh, two years younger than me, um, and I'm going to be turning twenty-nine in just over a month. No, mm-hmm. just under a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was being like, "What do you want to do for your thirtieth? I'm like, "That's <laughs> next year. Can we please put like put the brakes on? Yeah, that's ridiculous. We can't be planning that year in advance." She was like. I mean, it's summer holiday time. You got to plan this stuff. People need to put the date in. I'm like, she's not wrong. Oh, I know you're right, but also, I don't want to think about my thirtieth birthday. I'll be honest. And she's like, yeah, you are really old. I'm like, you're not helping. You're really not helping. It's quite rude. Yeah. Uh, Brandon continues. Uh, I feel like it's time for me to retire from emailing into the show. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing my crap gimmicks, my Rusev Hayes, my love of Southland tales with you. No longer will you read the smiling, docile, level-headed, calm emails and your support at WrestleTalk Mailbox every eight to ten weeks. Your dedication to WrestleTalk will ensure that the company will continue to grow and prosper. Your organization is nothing without you. You are YouTube's only natural resource chosen to perform in front of a global audience. You are all the wrestling internet trainers. Carry on, carry the 2,766 day sign wherever you go. Wave it high and proud and bust your ass to be all you can be as a performer. Uh, one other thing, I won't be with you, I'll be watching. Remember to keep the swear jars full, jam that jam, and happy birthday, Chopper. Uh, Brandon from Texas. Thanks, Thank you, Brandon. Brandon. Um, I, I, yeah, the, uh, Brandon's love of Southland Tales, a film that absolutely no one likes, um, no. Uh, will, will always be remembered. And, you know, a good reminder of all the, the good days of Rusev Hayes, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the, crap the, the crap gimmicks. Talk of spoons. Mm, yeah. Uh, what else do we do? So many. Get betters. Yeah. Um, we did awkward meetings, I think, for a bit, but yeah. it's kind of like Rusev Hayes. Oh, we had Rusev Nays. Rusev Nays as well, yeah. And uh, when it was me and Datsun, we had Datsun World Problems as well. <laughs> yes, you yeah. did. Uh, Snacklash was uh, another one as well. That was good. Unusual food combinations. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's... What a time. What a time. What a I mean, time. I mean, you and Tempest will have the final say on all of this because your oh, podcast, really? well, your podcast you're doing this Saturday will be the last one to have the podcast intros and outros. It's not me and Tempest, though, is it? <gasps> you're right. It's he's in, not. He's, he's in, in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. It's me and Sullivan Bo Brown. Yeah. So it's you and Sullivan that yeah. will get to have the final say Amazing. on this. So Thursday will be mine and Ollie's final mm-hmm. uh, one together. And then mine and me and Denise will do our final one on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and Sullivan will have the, the final say on it all. End of an era. The end of an era. The, I mean, just as Vince McMahon retires, <laughs> it's just the right time. <laughs> thing. Should be noted as well. Brandon's email. Mm. I thought oh, maybe that's just come off the back of you know the the channel announcement video. Sure. Sent that three days ago. Ah. It's like Brandon knew. Yeah. It's like Brandon knew that change was coming. It might have been because a couple weeks ago I might have mentioned yeah. it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> after we had that meeting about when we were going to make the changes I mentioned because I didn't know what we were doing for announcements or whatever so I think I mentioned at the very very end of like some Smackdown podcast I was like just so you guys know these like intros and outros bits they might be going away soon just so you're aware kind of thing and that was it so you know Maybe it was that. I mean, that in all fairness, some people are like I, I, I probably could have put a plan in place of like we'll make announcement videos here <laughs> in the studio. That I'm going to do my announcement video on this date, but really our conversation was just like, hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah, live longer, prosper, everyone. Like, 
Let's get back to it. Let's get back to our desks. Yeah. Without a real like plan in place of when we're going to do these announcements. Yeah. I just told like Saturn SP3, this is when your final show is. And I told Denise mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, here's where our final show is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be very sad to be losing the Team Danuk show. It is. Uh, it became, I think, a staple of the Russell Talk podcast channel. But I think after things have opened up and Denise has been able to travel places and do other things... She's too big for us now, man. She, uh, she's outgrown us. Yeah. Like, massively outgrown us. Like, I, I feel like we're more of a hindrance to her. Like, her getting having to get up at 8 a.m. on a Friday just to do a show with us really is like, a, oh, God, these guys again. Mm-hmm. Like, for really, like, we provide nothing for her. Apart from paying her. Like, we provide, yeah. nothing, provide nothing for her in terms of a platform or anything. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm going to miss just being, like, hanging out with her every week. But having said that, as I said in the channel update video, I've done three shows with her. Like, two or three shows with her since WrestleMania. Yeah. Because... I, the way that my schedule works is I can't I can't take Fridays off because of that show mm-hmm. but I also can't take Wednesdays off because there are other things and I can't take Mondays off because of the news and I also can't take Tuesdays and Thursdays off because of Raw and AEW and mm-hmm. I'm like well okay well there's no days then yes to, for, for, to, to take off Mr. No Days Off yeah Mr. No Days Off but yeah. I'd like to have days off <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Days Off, preferably. Because yeah, I've still got day, days in lieu from WrestleMania yeah. that I have yet to take. Mm-hmm. And Ollie said to me, I was like, why have you still got them? I was like, because you won't do the live reactions anymore. So, like, <laughs> so someone has so to. So someone has to, and it's me. Yeah. And then I just get more days in lieu, and I can't take them off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to really miss that. But although, you know, going back, the last show that we did was, I think, probably the most off-the-rail show we've ever done, mm-hmm. because it was just... The insane uh, topic of conversation that she had that juicy was a better word to use than horny. I think that Wait, is. Do you want me to do that again with my but with my bottles? Please, please don't. <laughs> which which is better, Pete? Is it juicy or is it horny? <laughs> The thing is, yeah, I mean, horny's not a great word, but juicy is awful. (laughs) That's the worst. It's terrible. Give it an option. For that context, that's bad. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like that at all. No. And I really hope that that is Denise's lasting legacy on this channel. (laughs) That and a terrible Quizzlemania is what she will be remembered for. None of the great points that she made on podcasts not for Team Tanook, not for Team Panice. No. Just, nope. <laughs> I think that juicy is a better word to use than horny. Ranch on pizza. <laughs> juicy instead of horny. And Adam Blomplate. And that's oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's her legacy. That is her. Well, you know, we salute you, Denise. <laughs> Thank you for everything you've given to us. <laughs> Sorry we couldn't give you more. <laughs> Sorry. You just do better with Fightful. It's just yeah. it's the way that things work. Uh, but anyway, that's what we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. Tomorrow, it is the final NXT review with Sat and SP3. It's the final NXT review here on the Rest of the Podcast because nobody cares about NXT. So please do and go show them support. Go and show them some love for the, the live show or listen to the podcast afterwards. Send them some nice messages on the old Twitter machine mm. uh, and then on Thursday myself and Ollie Davis will be reviewing AEW Dynamite mm. and then it's the final Team Danuke show then Saturday it's you and Sullivan reviewing Smackdown Rampage yes thank you all so much for listening take care I love you oh and then on Sunday it's the SummerSlam review yeah because it's live reactions on Saturday night yeah for SummerSlam and then Ollie and I are reviewing SummerSlam the day after yeah I need to God. get myself a hotel sorted goodness me SummerSlam's this weekend I, do you know what 
keep forgetting. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. if I do, I keep forgetting it's this weekend. Same. Yep. Yeah. I'll probably forget come Friday, mm. and then I'll be like, "Cool, what are you doing this weekend?" Nope, nope nothing really. I'll, <laughs> I'll take the kids swimming on Saturday. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on my new patio, have a beer. <laughs> nope, can't do that. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.